I hate to say how long I've been practicing medicine because it ages me, but it also validates my experience as a doctor in the past 20 years. One of the trends that I've noticed is the development of more autoimmune disorders. And if you don't know what autoimmune means, I'm going to simplify it for you. Autoimmunity basically means that your immune system, which is supposed to attack foreign things in your body like viruses and bacteria, instead starts to attack itself. Examples of autoimmune conditions are type 1 diabetes, rheumatoid arthritis, psoriasis, multiple sclerosis, lupus, and Hashimoto thyroiditis. The reason why I became interested in anti-aging and regenerative medicine was because I found that there were so many things that were not discussed or studied in my medical school curriculum. For instance, we did not spend much time on environmental toxins, yet this is one of the top reasons why our body builds an immune response. We know that 50% of the buildings in the United States have been found to have some degree of water contamination with mold or bacteria. Most of us have the ability to naturally detoxify with minimal to no consequences. But what if you're that small percent that cannot detoxify, making you more vulnerable to adverse reactions? Our short discussion for today will be on chronic inflammatory response syndrome. my fellow clinicians, and welcome to Vaginius, a podcast created not just to educate you on vaginas, but to help you navigate the world of medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Elena Rodriguez, a board-certified gynecologist with interests that include all things conventional and non-conventional that could improve our health. I chose the topic of chronic inflammatory response syndrome, or CIRS for short, Because every day for the past couple of years in my journey as a physician, I noticed an increasing trend towards autoimmune disorders. I originally became interested in this when I noticed that there were certain foods that my poor father could no longer eat without becoming extremely bloated and uncomfortable. I also noticed that every time my father came back from work, his asthma was completely exacerbated. I was desperate to find a solution for him. My father was a welder, and unfortunately, his employer never provided him adequate protection against toxic metallosis. He basically was inhaling small metal particles and toxic fumes every day. And there's only so much that our body can clear before things catch up to you. Thank goodness my father retired and his asthma has improved, but his ability to process foods has become a challenge. He has what we call leaky gut. There are few doctors who understand and specialize in complex illnesses like CIRS or chronic inflammatory response syndrome, Lyme disease, ehrlichosis, autoimmune disorders. Many of my colleagues often roll their eyes when you start to mention conditions like inflammatory bowel and fibromyalgia. I'm not going to lie. These are some of our most difficult patients. I think the adverse reaction comes from the difficulty in finding great solutions for these patients. The reason why is very simple. It's very difficult to retrain or reprogram a patient to accept a new lifestyle that could turn things around for them. Take my father, for example. I ran a complete blood panel to figure out what are his dietary triggers. It turns out that he was off the chart with many of the foods that are part of our culture. Try telling him that he had to give up gluten and dairy, two of the most common allergens in our diet. 
that didn't go over <laughs> very well. I might as well have just asked him to starve himself. It's a hard challenge. I, I know, and I personally experienced this with my dad who did not want to give up this stuff and he continues to suffer from inflammatory bowel. Chronic inflammatory response syndrome is a collection of symptoms, which is also sometimes referred to as biotoxin illness or mold illness. And it was initially thought to be caused by mold exposure only. However, further research indicates that bacteria, fungus, and various viral infections are also implicated in the development of CIRS. It's quite a dilemma for both patients and physicians in dealing with such a complex illness as CIRS, which overlaps and can mimic symptoms associated with other conditions like Lyme disease, ehrlichiosis, and some autoimmune disorders. CIRS may often be misdiagnosed or underdiagnosed. CIRS general signs and symptoms include fatigue, weakness, flu-like symptoms, exhaustion, insomnia, sensitivity to the environment, and possible multiple diagnosis from various doctors. I think what I just described was every patient that walks into my office. It's not an easy diagnosis to make, and the symptoms sound like every other disease. For instance, if we break the symptoms by organ, you can say that someone has CIRS with the following, sensitivity to light, puffy dark circles around the eyes, sensitivity to odor, sore throat, muscle aches, shooting pain, charley horses, shortness of breath, fast heartbeat, metallic taste in the mouth, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, abdominal pain, urinary urgency, insomnia, headaches, poor concentration, low blood pressure, poor body temperature regulation, anxiety, irritability, lack of sex drive, dry itchy skin, easy bruising. You get the picture. Pretty much describes every illness. I think what most providers need to be aware of is that if our conventional diagnosis is not helping the patient, you need to start thinking outside of the box and maybe the possibility that there could be an environmental or biotoxin exposure. Some of our most difficult patients that do not respond to conventional medicine should be asked about their living situations and whether or not they have had a possible exposure to mold or environmental toxins. Individuals with CIRS suffer from a dysfunction that diminishes their ability to process toxins and tend to exhibit a host of seemingly unrelated symptoms, which are often misdiagnosed as fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome, anxiety, depression, leaky gut, as well as postural orthostatic tachycardia or POTS syndrome. This diverse symptom presentation can manifest in several ways, including increased autoimmune processes such as lupus, multiple sclerosis, and interstitial cystitis. These are often triggered by microbes in the body that in most people would be non-pathogenic. Additionally, dysfunctions can manifest as allergic reactions to foods and environmental triggers. Current research estimates that approximately 24% of the population possess a genetic predisposition for biotoxin sensitivity. This basically means that you have a gene mutation that can trigger an immune dysfunction. 
This given mutation is called HLA-DR-DQ genetic mutation. This results in excessive cytokine production leading to multiple system issues such as loss of appetite, fatigue, sleep disturbances, and hormone receptor resistance affecting nearly every hormone system in the body. The dysfunction also suppresses the immune system, often leading to persistent infections or frequent acute infections. To diagnose CRS, you must meet the following criteria. Number one, you must have had a confirmed biotoxin exposure. You must have been ruled out for other potential causes that could explain the symptoms. And number three, you have to have symptoms that are multi-systemic, meaning they're involving multiple parts of the body. Take my father, for instance. His environmental exposure was toxic metals, and this resulted in multi-organ issues that have affected his bowel, like his multiple food sensitivities, his lungs with his asthma, um, his skin. He gets frequent itching, especially around the ears and the nose, um, his memory and cognitive function, as well as uh, his vision. I believe that my father has CRS related to his toxic exposure at work. So what are some of the potential treatment methods? Number one, first and foremost, you must remove the patient from the environmental toxin before you start any sort of treatment. Obviously, it doesn't make sense if you're giving treatment and the person continues to get exposed to this type of problem. Number two, there are toxin binders such as cholestyramine, activated charcoal, bentonite clay, or well tablets. These should only be done under the guidance of a physician, and you must monitor mineral supplements like magnesium, zinc, iron, because these can become depleted with toxin binders. Number three, treat toxin-producing infections. So if a patient is found to have Lyme's disease, Babesia, or Candida infections, obviously you have to treat these infections um, because these are what are causing the trigger. Number three, reverse the immune dysfunction. The reversal of immune dysfunction can be accomplished using several methods, including the use of low-dose immunotherapy, sublingual treatments, low-dose naltrexone, as well as treating allergies and multiple chemical sensitivities. The ideal course of treatment should be determined on an individual basis. Although the condition remains underrepresented in medical literature and terminology, there's a growing awareness of its prevalence among the population. As such, an increasing number of treatments, educational materials, and clinical data is likely to further inform optimal care protocols to treat patients with CIRS and improve immune dysfunction in patients. I hope you found this helpful. I know that we lose interest very fast in today's fast-paced society, so I'm trying to keep these episodes short and sweet. Please subscribe and share if you know anyone that may have the above issues and might have had a possible environmental toxin. Testing can be done and treatment is available. Thank you so much for listening. 